You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Ben, why should anybody listen to Blockbuster Mentality? I mean, seriously, why should any of these people that we've interrupted while they're listening to their favorite podcast check us out or even turn off this show and go straight to our show? That's a great question, Dave. People should listen to us because we point out the most important details of movies and television. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the really important stuff like Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru in Star Wars. What exactly are their living quarters underground? But it's not just that, Ben. We produce high quality audio that is exactly right Dave because we will have my daughter interrupt us on every single episode <laughs> and we have an amazing stars in popcorn rating system we measure on quality and entertainment value listen to blockbuster mentality every Monday on all major podcast platforms and connect with us on Twitter at blockbustercast. so grab some popcorn grab some snacks we'll catch you guys at the movies My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, counsel. Harvey Dent, likewise, about you, detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Oh my goodness, Daniel, we're here from the past. It's like we were sitting there just watching the Black Lightning episode and all of a sudden transported one year into the future. Exactly. <laughs> it's been too long. It's been a really long time. I, mean, I, I think it's actually been longer than a year uh, since the last... I mean, I know we recorded for the crossover event, but other than that, like we haven't sat down to talk about TV shows in forever. Uh, I think yeah. the last thing we were talking about, we were still watching the the season finale of um, Cloak and Dagger season one. They've already had season two come and go since then. Wow. Missed a lot. We did miss a lot. So uh, I guess, I mean, we, we, we could talk about all the um, CW shows that ended in, uh, for the season and stuff like that. But I just kind of want to talk about some news that came out of San Diego Comic-Con and then Maybe talk about uh, uh, where, where we think about the shows, where they're at right now, kind of thing. Okay. So that works. Does that sound good for you? Yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's let's go ahead and kick it off with Cloak and Dagger. I didn't go back and watch Cloak and Dagger season two because I just did not like the the first season. Um, I don't know how you felt about after after the end of that, but yeah, I, I was I was not hyped for it. Yeah, it's another show I didn't really go back and was like, yeah, I need to catch season two. So that's another one I, I did miss. Um, Runaways, I think we had season two as well in, in the meantime. Um, once again, I, I didn't like it as much as I liked the, the comic book for Runaways, but that's because they're focusing so much on the adults. And the second season ends pretty great, so I can't wait to see season three. Okay. Um, Krypton. Are you watching Krypton? I mean, we're midway through season two, I believe. Uh, season one was was amazing. We talked about that on uh, when we were still recording. Now we're into season two, and it sounds like they're they're doing so much more. Did you did you happen to catch like Krypton season two with uh with with Lobo? No, not yet. I have, I believe, all five or six episodes on my on my DVR right now. 
I mean, Lobo was such a great addition for the first two episodes of the season. Um, I can't wait till you see that and what you what to hear what you think about it. So, and then um, the Brainiac is back. I take it Brainiac is back, kind of. <laughs> so, I mean, mild spoilers for the first episode, first couple episodes. But um, he, he, Brainiac and Seg are trapped in the Phantom Zone at the end of season one. Well, uh, Seg is smart enough to get himself out, but Brainiac is also smart enough to attach himself to Seg. So they're kind of sharing Seg's body. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, very. It's very. It's very weird. So that's a thing. And Zod has taken over Krypton. He's made it his utopia so to speak so there's a a faction of uh rebellion but it's it's all zod taking over krypton damn pre clark or in a pre kal-el pre uh jor-el so it's crazy so it's really messing things up yeah yeah exactly um let's see some other shows that are going on that we we usually or that we talk about or used to talk about or like to talk about um Preacher is getting a late start. It's usually running around this time. That's true. Preacher usually is starting around this time already. Uh, I wonder if that has to do with the fact that we had um, Amazon release The Boys because that is the same producer team. That's Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg. Uh, you know, made both those shows, and it's and both 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 properties are from Gar- Garth Ennis and uh, oh man, I forget who the artist is, but uh, I'm I'm wondering if if Gold, Seth Goldberg's uh, or Seth Rogan's? Did I say Goldberg earlier? I don't. Maybe no, because it's Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogan, right? Yeah, Seth Rogan's uh, producing team. I wonder if they struck a deal with AMC to push Preacher back. It is. It is supposed to be their last season with season what four? four? Yeah, season four. So that 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 could be interesting. Okay, but that actually makes a lot of sense why they might have pushed it back to August. Yeah. So, I mean, are you watching The Boys? Not yet. I haven't started. I want to, though. I think that's going to be a show I'll probably start tonight. I have the fir- I have watched all of the first season except for the last episode so far. And uh, I, I got through the... I recently bought the Omnibus, the Volume 1 Omnibus for The Boys. And I was very, very... I was okay. So the elevator pitch, so to speak, for this sh- this comic book, this show of of these are a group of humans that are tired of soups, just kind of getting away with whatever they can get away with, like murder, crime, you know, uh, terrible behavior and stuff like that, and not having to pay consequences. So these humans come up with ways to kill soups and keep them in check, kind of thing. And I was like, oh, this actually sounds great because there's a lot of superhero superhero tropes and comic book tropes in in the in the the comic book where they're like it it it's definitely talking about superman and wonder woman and stuff like that but they're evil apathetic versions of those characters and uh when i read the first volume i was like oh man there's some stuff in here that i i know doesn't translate well to tv and i hope they stay away from it especially since the book i want to say was created in like 2004 or 2003 somewhere like that and this is a definitely a different time in quote-unquote wokeness i don't know how else to put that or pc culture that you probably don't want to do that and they stay away from it in the show but they also get rid of some of the stuff that's great about the book like that's how i feel now i know most people haven't read read the books which i hadn't up until last week so i can't i can't talk much but uh 
everybody's praising this show, and I love it too, but I just wish they would have kept some of the stuff that I thought were great. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we'll definitely have to talk more about the boys when you get a, get around to watching some of that show. That should be pretty great. Um, Preacher, did we talk about Preacher the last time we were on here? Did we Were we talking about season three? Did we get through it? Uh, no, we got halfway, and I still haven't uh, finished uh, the se- the third season. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, season three ended pretty good, so um, I can't wait to see um, Dominic Cooper and uh, Ruth Nega, and I always forget what uh, Cassidy's, Cass- name. Cassidy's name is. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, those characters coming back to see what they're what's going on with them and, you know, God, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. returned this summer. Um, yep. Very weird, very strange. Are, are you up to date on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I've seen the first five episodes. Okay. Um, so I think I might be missing two or three. What do you are, what do you think of those first five episodes? Um, yeah, they've been really wacky. Definitely a lot different from what the show really is. Um, I do like that uh, Colson, uh, so to speak, is uh, sort of the villain this this season. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a good change up. Um, but I, I mean, I love the episode when they were in like that space brothel. That episode was hilarious. So that space casino. Yeah, you know the the I liked how the beginning of this season was structured so that half of the episodes were in outer space with that team and half of the episodes were on earth with the other the other team and mac being the new director of shield was pretty great I and mean, he's doing a, an amazing job henry simonson or simmons i don't know how i don't know which it's either simmons or simons um is 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 an, is doing a, an amazing job uh you know being the leader of the show right now so um, yeah that's that's really cool it was interesting. I got. I had the opportunity to go to the San Diego Comic Con panel for Agents of Shield, and uh, it was it was very remorse because um, they had earlier that day they had made it public that season seven was going to be their last season. Now you have to take into account that everything past season five is kind of icing because they really thought they were ending at season five, but they ended up getting season six and seven, but. Uh, they had also at the earlier that week had had their last. They had, they had their last read through, for their last episode they're ever going to shoot because currently they are shooting season seven, and oh wow yeah and so they were already on to the last episode of season seven and they just had their read through so that would mean that the following week would have been them filming the last episode ever of Agents of Shield so they were all very sad. Now the panel. Since the season hadn't ended yet, the season that's currently on TV hadn't ended yet, the panel ended up turning into a, hey, let's look back at all the seasons previous to this. So they played a clip, they'd play like a sizzle sizzle reel from season one, and then they would talk about what season one meant to them. And uh, then they would play season two, or a, season, a sizzle reel for season two, and so on and so forth. And honestly, I did not, I could, uh, I don't know the best way to put it, but I didn't realize what stuff fell into what season. I guess they all kind of just combined for me. Like I like the show. I like the show a lot, but I really didn't re- I didn't really didn't remember um like Hunter and uh uh um Mockingbird being re- 
introduced in season two. I thought that was like a season three thing, but like there's all kinds of stuff that was out of place for me. I honestly did not remember where that stuff happened. Wow. And yeah, just from you saying that, uh, Hunter, they were in uh, season. Oh, I got introduced to them in season three and that's like when they left the show too. Yeah. They left in season three and they talked, they, you know, that was a, that was a very emotional moment for everybody up on the cast when they left in season three. And, and it was, it was just, it was great. It was great to see everybody talking about the show and stuff like that. And, you know, you know, uh, Ming-Na, uh, Coulson, who's, what's his name? Clark Gregg, uh, you know, just everybody up there on the cast is up there and talking about the show and, and what it meant to them. So, it was a good time. I'm, I'm glad they're going to get a season seven and hopefully finish out any storylines that they want to story finish out. Jeff Loeb, who is the head of Marvel Television, he, I mean, he might have been just blowing smoke, but he was like, "This is this is the most important show for me out of all the Marvel TV shows because it was my first. It is the one that uh, you know was the was the best. It was the biggest, uh, you know, kind of thing. So wow. it, it was cool to hear him talk about that too. Oh, did he did did he cry or you know other than that did he get any like really he, emotional? He definitely did feel like it, it did seem like he got emotional. I don't think he broke down or anything, but he got emotional. Yeah, and um, did the cast remain like tight lipped about season seven and like what's to come for the rest of season six? Oh yeah, they definitely stayed tight lipped. There's some people asked some questions about like, uh, you know, at the end of season five, you saw. Uh, Colson had given a letter to Sky or Daisy, you know, and by the time season six opens up, she still hasn't read that letter. She hasn't even opened it up. And they, uh, one of the question, one of the people asking the question said, is she ever going to read the letter? And they said, you know, just keep watching. And lo and behold, the episode that aired the day after that panel was her opening up the letter to read it. <laughs> Uh, so you and you, and then they you know there's questions about like hey you know what are we gonna learn about Sarge which is the new Coulson character and they said you'll you'll eventually learn more stuff about him and stuff like that so it's all it's all pretty pretty good it was all pretty I mean you you know these panels you can't really say much but they have to try and say yeah. something so so that was pretty great um, I'm guessing I think they said that you can expect some return characters for season seven like so. We know that uh, Gabriel Luna is going to be re- is going to be returning as Ghost Rider in his own Ghost Rider TV show for Hulu. For Hulu, so yeah. I would assume that they would love to bring him back on Agents of Shield at least one last time to be like, "Hey, remember us?" kind of thing. Yeah. So, but uh, there was an article though that was published that he said that uh, he has a feeling that uh, Hulu is going to change up his Ghost Rider that's already established in the you know Agents of Shield universe. I did not hear that. Yeah, I think we posted it too. But uh, yeah, he uh, yeah he really thinks that Hulu is going to change up his character. Cool. So we'll see how that is. Hopefully, you know, we get a darker, grittier, rated R sort of Ghost Rider. Well, they did say that the Hulu uh, show was probably going to be a lot more mature audience. So both those shows, the uh, Ghost Rider show and the hellstrom show which is the the son of the devil okay uh i mean that's that's a good thing to bring us into we got some we have some shows that are 
that we we weren't even aware of the last time we recorded or we weren't talking about yet. There's Titans. I don't know if you got to see any of Titans. Um, I thought it was a good show starting off, but it ended pretty weak. Uh, Doom Patrol, also on DC Universe, which was an amazing show. I don't know if anybody, uh, if you've got a chance to watch that or if anybody listening to us has had a chance to watch it. But if you get if you get a chance, you should go watch all of Doom Patrol. The last episode is not great. Uh, the last episode <laughs> of the season is not great, but the the, sh- the show running up to it is amazing all the way. Uh, Swamp Thing is on there right now. That's I watched the first episode. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I watched the first episode. I thought it was good. I haven't watched the rest of the season yet. Um, I am su- I'm I'm guessing you were going to bring up the fact that Swamp Thing had already been canceled. Yeah. Yeah, so days after the first episode dropped on DC Universe, uh, DC Universe announced that Swamp Thing would be canceled. Uh, Warner Brothers was canceling it. Now, there are ample amount of stories of what's going on with that production, why it got canceled. There is the idea that uh, North Carolina, where the show is filmed, uh, screwed over Warner Brothers on some tax incentives that they were supposed to get. So Ooh. they said, fine, we, you know, we're, we're, we'll, we'll, shut up the production early and we weren't we won't bring our money back here next next year kind of thing so that's one thing there was uh there was problems with uh, production in general with uh, the producers and stuff like that there was the idea that it, the show itself was just uh just costing too much money to make I, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of stories out there there's a lot of speculation i don't know what's true at the moment um i also think that with the creation of warner media streaming app or as it's known as uh hbo max that there are probably going to integrate a lot of the dc universe shows into that and maybe we'll get swamp thing returned there because it is critically acclaimed and fans liked it but i i don't i just don't know how many people are actually getting the the dc universe app gotcha um and then with that uh I think you mentioned that uh, Netflix is going to be losing all the CW shows and then all the uh, animated DC features they have on there. I believe so. I mean, obviously, you can already go watch the DC Universe or DC Animated Universe uh, movies on the DC Universe app. Uh, usually, a few months after they are released on DVD, so like, you can't go watch Batman Hush or. Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on there yet, but you can already go watch, um, man, what was the one before that? Uh, well, you can watch, which one? Hell to pay. Yeah. Yeah. You can watch suicide squad, hell to pay. You can watch, uh, Batman Ninja and a couple of, I mean, some of the other more recent ones too. So this, the stuff will be there and, you, you, I mean, and once again, I'm sure it's all going to get integrated into the HBO Max at some point. More than likely. Um, you can also watch the Young Justice Season 3 Outsiders uh, episodes, which I was very disappointed in, in um, because the first half of the first, because they split it into two halves. The first half of the first season, I really felt like uh, they were introduced a whole bunch of characters that just weren't the characters that people were into when they watched the show the first time around. Like the, I know this, the first season was one thing and then they had a, a time skip into the second season or a time yeah. jump. And you know, that was kind of the popular season that made it so that everybody was really into that show and, and, and went into the whole like 
bring it back kind of movement. And it's interesting that the one that they, the way that they went this time around, um, was to not give you those characters back. So, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, I haven't seen, uh, seen season three, but I mean, I've seen some clips online. Didn't they do like another time jump and it's more of a young justice picking sides with uh, the justice league. Yeah, so a lot of the a lot of the characters you you were you, you knew from the Young Justice, like uh, the Aqua Lad Calderon character, like he's the leader of the Justice League now. So you don't really see him all that much in um, uh, Young the Young Justice cartoon. Dick is the leader of the Outsiders, and he finds a whole bunch of new characters that he needs to be part of his Outsider team. Every once in a while, they go they go hang out with Martian or uh, Miss Martian and and Superboy. And uh, and was it uh, Wally died in the end of season two, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's like I said, the characters that you loved from the previous seasons aren't around. That's that's a shame. Yeah. So I haven't watched the second half of this of the first of this third season yet, uh, but we'll we'll see if they if they made some changes or not. Let's hope so. Uh, and then you have the Star Girl show that's still supposed to come out. From all I, from everything I've heard, they haven't canceled it or anything like that. So that's kind of a bonus. Plus, we have casting and soon to be shooting for Titan season two. You mean you have like uh, Si Morales coming in as Deathstroke in Titan season two? So uh, you have a, a Superboy cast. Um, I forget what his name is, but oh, that's right. Yeah, that did happen. And you also, I believe, you have a jericho cast for the show so wow so it cast a few yeah yeah there's 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 movement on that so dc universe is not a gone thing yet so to speak yeah <clears throat> let's see uh some of the let's talk about let's talk about the walking dead i mean how up to date are you on walking dead i skipped i missed the entire last season so so all of season nine i want to say yeah the one where andy lincoln you know, departed from the show. Andrew Lincoln departed from the show. So the last thing you saw was Carl dying. Yeah. Because I think that's what we, we, I remember we talked about that. Um, so yeah, uh, Andrew Lincoln leaves the show. There's a time jump again. Um, we have uh, a, a, not adult Judith. We have a, a, a eight-year-old Judith, I want to say. Somewhere around there. Um She's kind of the, the she's the little ass kicker, as uh, <laughs> as uh, Daryl would say, and 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 they brought in the the whispers, which wow, I for a show that I felt like was real stagnant with their bad guy of the season, like the whispers are a different type of animal altogether. Uh, you know, there's the the big episode where you find out that they had been infiltrating the different cities and stuff like that. Um, because well, one, the cities weren't talking to each other anymore. So Hilltop wasn't talking to Alexandria and, you know, all this stuff. And finally they were going to have this carnival where they were going to come up with this, uh, new constitution where all the cities are going to help each other and stuff like that. And then you come to find out that the whispers were, since you don't ever really see their faces cause they wear the, the, the faces the of, dead, of, yeah, the Walker skins. You didn't know that they were in town, but they grabbed up a whole bunch of people and they, piked their heads in the middle of a field and said, look, don't fuck with us and don't cross our line and we will leave you alone. And the end of the, the, the midway, the mid season finale had 
uh, our people having to cross the line because of a terrible blizzard that came through and people were freezing and they needed to make it to Hilltop or Alexandria, I don't remember, but they had to cross the line or else they would have gone around and it would have took them longer to go around and it would have killed them. So, wow. so you're going to find out when the show comes back from the mid-season uh, break of did the whispers know that they broke the they broke the treaty and crossed the line we'll find out then uh from the news from the show um they're already in development for the uh andrew lincoln uh movie it already has a premise at least the first one of the three yeah that's happening plus uh scott gimple went into more during san diego comic-con about the third spinoff show so fear of the walking dead was the second spinoff show this new fear uh walking dead show we don't have a title for yet but it's going to be it's going to follow like a group of kids so it says uh we're going to see some of these kids become heroes and some become villains um uh, this is, the characters are at the, the the characters at the center of this new series will be young adults who only know a life amongst walkers and who grew up behind walls. Gimple says that the, they knew a life without comfort or with comfort and safety. Uh, they know what walkers are. They know how to kill them, but they've never done it. So maybe some of the kids that survived, you know, the prison. Uh, so now. You know, since they're teaching how to kill walkers then and there. Yeah, but I, I would assume that these are going to be kids that we are, are never have met Rick's group or any other group that we've we've known. It will be a whole completely different part of the country kind of thing. And it will just be like when the, the outbreak first happened, their parents probably found some heavily fortified structure. And then eventually, you know, people got pregnant, had kids, and these kids woke up or were born Um during after the zombie apocalypse so they'll ne- they'll never they never knew a world without zombies but they also never had to kill any zombies because they lived in, they, they essentially lived in uh uh what was the governor's city woodbury woodbury yeah they lived in woodbury but instead of you know zombies making their way in they never did okay hopefully it's good hopefully you know they don't get on our on our nerves like uh Nick, uh, you know, like the first season of uh, Fear the Walking Dead did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or Chris. Yeah. Up and uh, up until the point where he died. <laughs> uh, so I I'm sure that we'll, we'll at least give it a chance. Which brings me to the Fear the Walking Dead. I am not caught up on that. I haven't watched the first half of this most recent season, so I don't know um, what's going on there. But those are some of the characters I like the most in the Walking Dead universe. I have to say that. Yeah. So one thing I'm really pissed about Fear the Walking Dead is how they kind of killed, uh, you know, they kind of killed Madison and that's pretty much it. And it sucks. I'm so pissed off about that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I kind of think that's what I like about the Fear the Walking Dead is a lot of people are uh, people are more. I, I guess your main characters are more likely to die, whereas Walking Dead, we kind of have the establishment of, of who are the who are the main characters and they aren't going mean, to. I guess Daryl and Carol are only ones left from the original group, but I don't know. Do you see them ever dying? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, because was it Robert Kirkman said that in his comic book he would he wished he would have never killed Carol. Like that was yeah. one character he w- he would want to last forever. And then the way that we've always seen it for the TV show is that people would riot if Daryl gets killed. So uh, 
that 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 would be a bad thing for them to do unless it's the last episode. Right. And then uh we know that Michonne Denai Grira is uh leaving the show. Yep, she's on to bigger and better things, so that makes sense. She has that Marvel Disney money. She does sure does. Uh, I mean, it's uh, definitely why they brought Judith, made her older. She'll be, she's the new Carl from the comic books, so she'll be the one that leads the, the group. Um, and then I read uh, another article that uh, Lauren Cohen is coming back to The Walking Dead. Yeah, she, her TV show, her other show, Whiskey Tango, did fail, so uh, that's unfortunate. So uh, I know she left the show for a while because of, uh, you know, money, so you think that... Uh, She's just going to suck it up, or do you think that they renegotiated her contract to give her more money, too? Oh, I definitely think they renegotiated her contract. I, I think that I think she's probably not getting everything that she's going to ask for, but she's definitely they definitely came to a compromise. Okay. But I have, no, I have no basis for that. I, I have no idea what, what happened in their, uh, their contract negotiations. So. Yeah, true. And then the uh, other thing I wanted to touch on is uh, Nicotero did say that there is a possibility for Dwight and for um, Morgan to come back to regular Walking Dead as well. Oh, I, I think, I think, yeah, Dwight is in the Fear of the Walking Dead now, right? Yes, he's still looking for his wife. Ah, that makes sense. That makes Especially, a lot of sense. Especially uh, since uh, Daryl just kind of gave him a car and some gas. Is like, get out of here. We don't want to see you here ever again. Go look. You know, go handle your shit before you come back. Okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, how do you feel about the walking dead continuing to move on to, to be this way? I don't, I don't know. I mean, um, you know, I, you know, I love, you know, you're going to disagree with me, but I like Negan. That's probably just cause I like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, but even with him and just as charismatic as he is, um, you know, it didn't do a whole lot for me for the show, so I'm just kind of waiting for it to just sort of die out and maybe just, uh, you know, uh, watch uh, Fear the Walking Dead full time, or you know, maybe the other spinoff series if I like it. Okay, uh, and how do you, I mean? I think they're they're trumping up Morgan to be more of what the show is. Um, he might be the one to replace, you know, Andrew Lincoln as the alpha. So to speak, I know it's not good to say like alpha right now because of <laughs> with the whispers, but yeah, um, I think that's uh, definitely a possibility. Yeah, and um, I mean, even with that, they still have besides Madison being killed off. It seems like uh, Fear the Walking Dead still has a majority of its cast that they you know have had since you know season or two seasons ago. Yeah, that's true too. Um, so, I mean, so you're all for more of these, uh, spinoff shows to come or as long as they're good. I mean, Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. The first season sucked, but then second season just got, you know, it was just so good that it kept me hooked. Okay. Good. Good to know. How do you feel about that? I think that as long as they come up with original ideas and not just retread the same thing seeing things over and over then it should be a it should be a good thing it should be a thing they should be able to keep going so to speak like okay oh and uh forgot to mention too all the uh walker stalker con or wa a lot of the talent from walker stalker con just seemed to drop out as well 
Yeah, that's true. And it seems like Walker Stalker Con is on its way out, too. It's not a thing that's going to be happening that much anymore. Yeah, and uh, actually a con that I thought was uh, not going to make it very far was Ace. And Ace seems like it's coming back for another third or fourth year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ace Ace is going to, it seems to be doing really well. Um, it brings in the big names and it... Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't. I haven't. I didn't keep up this year to see how they did uh, structurally or um, logistically because that seemed to be their biggest problem their first year. But if as long as they're getting people to pay for the tickets, I guess more power to them. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, what about the Watchmen? Are you keeping track of what's going on with that show? I mean, it hasn't started yet, but uh, we're getting more and more trailers now, especially after San Diego Comic Con. No, I haven't. I haven't even seen that trailer yet. Um, and since I work for a cable company that uh, doesn't have, uh, you know, HBO, I'm probably gonna have to subscribe to HBO Go. But I haven't uh, really dug around to see, um, you know, any other articles. Uh, but I do know that that uh, trailer was released, uh, you know, during San Diego Comic Con. So we had, we, yeah, that's right. They did. They did release a new trailer during San Diego Comic Con, which gave a little bit more insight into like. Uh, what some of the characters are doing, why it is that cops are wearing masks and stuff like that. Uh, you kind of have the idea that uh, masks and, and and law enforcement are mixing, all that, and then you have the group of of Rorschachs and all that stuff. That so, um, but was it Lindenoff, who is the creator of the show, uh, has said that this is the future of the Watchmen. But it's also kind of a reboot of the world. So, if you watch the movie or you read you read the comic book, the trade, the graphic novel, uh, you know where the story is going to start. But they're also going to be making some changes to the history, so to speak. Okay. So, well, I guess I'm at this point excited about what the show what the show is going to be, but we'll have to see. Are you excited at all for the show? Um, yeah, I mean, if you put it that way, it seems a little bit better. And, uh, you know, I read the graphic novel too, so it doesn't seem like it'll be too, uh, too bad. Okay. Um, uh, speaking of some new shows, Pennyworth, uh, you had an opportunity to watch the first episode of Pennyworth at a, uh, screening, screening? yeah, special screening in a movie theater. So what did you think of Pennyworth, the first episode? First episode was awesome. It's uh, a mix of uh, right amount of action, drama, comedy. has a little, even has a little bit of romance in it. Um, definitely, uh, I know the reviews came out the week of uh, when I got to go see the screening. Uh, somebody actually said that it was, uh, you know, just imagine um, Alfred in, you know, in uh, in London, uh, Mission is Possible style, and yeah, that's the vibe I got off of the show. So, okay, I mean, that's a good thing. Like, uh, for those who don't know, who is Alfred Pennyworth? Oh, uh, he eventually becomes Bruce Wayne's butler. It, I mean, he's the one who raises Bruce Wayne after the, the Waynes are killed. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the idea is, like, who was Alfred Pennyworth before he met the Waynes? Um, we've, in the comic books, you have, you have lots of backstory of... He was a he was in the military. He was in the Royal Shakespearean Theater. He was a field medic. He was 
uh, MI6. MI6 at some point. Yeah, I mean, he is. There is a basically anything that Bruce needed to learn, Alfred knew already, and uh, it's because of his his past before meeting up with the Waynes until he eventually he became the Waynes Butler. Yeah. And, uh, have you have you gotten a chance? I mean, I know I gave you my login. Did you get a chance to uh, to see it yet? I ha- the pilot. I have not had a chance to watch the pilot yet. I I plan to watch it, and uh, I'm excited. Um, this is interesting because it's also from Bruno Heller, who was the showrunner creator of uh, Gotham, which we need to talk about because that show ended too. Yeah, and also um, they do a really good job, especially in the in the pilot, to not throw in any random Easter eggs. I'll hint of you know um, Batman's like future enemies or who you know Alfred will run into in the future, which is great because it doesn't. It's written so well that it doesn't have to rely on that. That's good because that's one of the things that I felt was a hindrance in Gotham was that uh, it was too much of, hey, we have the, that character involved now before he should be around or she should be around. Right, which, yeah, that was pretty pretty annoying Yeah, in Gotham. Um, yeah, I'm excited to watch it. Uh, I, 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 it looks good from everything I saw. I got to do the... Pennyworth experience or activation at San Diego Comic Con, which was a lot of fun. There was, at, at the very end of it, you get put into a torture chamber room where they're trying to beat you to find out who is the who is the leader of the Raven Society, I want to say. Is okay. That, yeah. So that's I have a picture of that. I'll send it to you at some point. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was all good stuff. So, Gotham though, what did you feel about the end of Gotham, the end of the season, the end of the series? I actually didn't watch that you one. Didn't you didn't watch it. Okay. I watched everything else, but I haven't watched that one. Uh, okay. Um, the last episode, the second to last episode is better than the last episode because the last episode has the time jump of, you know, a Bruce Wayne returning to Gotham. Uh, you never really see Bruce and you do see someone in a bat suit. Uh, all reports say that it was actually... Uh, David Mazuz, M- M- however you say his name, was in the suit, but I don't know. It was it was so quick and so far away that I couldn't tell. Um, they did hire a new actress to play adult Selena Kyle, so there was that. Um, it was a kind of a nice little wrap up to everything that had to do with Gotham. There, the No Man's Land story, uh, the you know, Bane stuff, all that. You I mean this? The last season really went off the rails, but it was okay because that show needed to just go off the rails of that last season. It needed to just be out there, and I think that they pulled it off well. That's the only reason why I want to watch the whole season in its entirety is because you said it kind of just stopped caring and just went full on crazy. So <laughs> that's what I'm waiting on. Yeah, that's exactly what it, it did. It was. It's just nuts and then just about everybody that was in the show came back uh the only i think the only person you didn't really see was fish mooney um but everybody else kind of made cameos and showed up and did stuff so yeah it was just it was all all over the place nuts good (laughs) uh okay i think the last thing we need to talk about is the cw shows yeah i don't know which yeah i I have opinions on a couple okay let's hear some of your opinions uh, with uh, with Supergirl, um, I just want to say, uh, since you know it's a whole different universe, 
And obviously we know in the main, uh, main universe where, you know, Barry and Ollie exist, uh, that Amanda Waller is dead. So just because of, uh, the way that Lex was acting and, you know, everything he was saying, especially in the, in, um, the finale, I wonder if we'll get a Amanda, Amanda Waller from, you know, for that universe. Okay. That, that, I mean, that could definitely be a cool thing to happen. Uh, do you think with the crisis on infinite earth coming up, we're, we're going to get those universes to merge. That could be a possibility. So yeah, if we get those universes to merge. That could mean that we get Amanda Waller back into the main universe. And that would mean that, uh, uh, you could probably get that actress to come back and play Amanda Waller again. Yeah, I think so. And, um, you know, what What did you think of uh, John Cryer, you know, as Lex throughout the entire season? I guess I was. I ended up being okay with him. Like, he was silly and over the top, but he needed to be silly and over the top for this version of Lex Luthor, I guess. Yeah. I can't believe he had an Iron Man suit, though. <laughs> uh, I mean, Luther in the comic books has a, a power suit. It doesn't have. It doesn't cover up the face uh, like yeah. it does in this. But that's you know that's essentially they're doing that so that it costs less. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. How did you feel about the end with the the whole Red Daughter storyline? It's kind of weak. Yeah, but it's expected from that show, you know. It's it's not the it's not the easiest of shows. Um, the, talking about Supergirl, we're gonna get Jeremy Jordan back for a season five. Is it season five? Yeah, yeah, season five. This Se- was season four. Yeah, so season five, he's gonna be returning. Uh, Win is gonna be returning. I don't know if he's gonna be a regular or if a recurring or what, but he is returning. Uh, which also was kind of sad because at San Diego Comic-Con, we learned that a character is going to be leaving. Uh, Cod Brooks, who plays Jimmy Olsen or James Olsen, will be leaving the show, which I can't say that I'm surprised because as the show went on, he had less and less to do. Even when they gave him the Guardian character to play, he still kind of took, I mean, less than a back seat. He, he, like, he just kept having less and less to do, and then they finally exposed him as the Guardian. So... At the end of this season, he had, he almost, he had, he had superpowers. Yep. And that didn't really do a whole bunch for him either for his character. No. So the Agent Liberty in him had, had a fight, but then it still ended up going to Agent Liberty and Supergirl having to fight. So, I mean, I get it. It's Supergirl show. That makes complete sense, but I can see everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So. So Jimmy James Olsen is going to be gone. Uh, do you have any predictions for? Uh, because at the end of the season, L- Lena knows that Supergirl and um, Kara are the same person, and I think the trailer that they showed at San Diego Comic Con shows Lena taking over more responsibility at the at the magazine. So, I th- uh, what? How do you feel? I mean, I, I'm sorry that's going to go directly into why James is gone. But how do you feel about that, that whole thing? Um, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Maybe everything could have been avoided if uh, Kara just revealed her identity to her before. And, you know, then have to have her brother, you know, Lex, reveal it to her like uh, he did in the season finale. 
Yeah, you know, it's it's silly. It's it seems real silly for for this to be a plot point when just about everybody knows that Kara and Supergirl are the same person. So when you yeah. have just the one person that's being left out, you know they're going to be pissed because they're the one person left out. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. Overall, I thought that the season finale was uh, just underwhelming altogether. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. And, okay, so what about what about Arrow? How did you feel about Arrow? Um, I got a little bit. Was it an Arrow? Yeah, I think it was Arrow. I got a little bit teary eyed, and not gonna lie, at the ending. I mean, that was the end of Felicity. Uh, yeah, Emily Bet Rickards is not gonna be coming back for season seven. I think this is season seven. So season eight. Oh, season eight? Okay. Yeah, because it's supposed to be a short season. It's only supposed to be ten episodes. Um, they're they're going to come back. They're going to go up until the, the crossover episode, and then the it's going to be over. There's not going to be any more Arrow. Um, yeah. We had, I mean, we had some information come out about that. We have uh, Brandon Routh from Legends of Tomorrow will be putting on a Superman suit for the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. That is awesome. <laughs> and it's not just any Superman suit. It's the Kingdom Come Superman suit. So who knows what that means? Uh, we have the Tyler Hochin coming back as Superman for that crossover. We have uh, um, Betsy Tulak coming back as Lois Lane. Yep. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of people returning, and it's going to be a pretty big show. Yeah, it's, uh, and it's going to be, what, across five? five shows so uh five episodes basically for yeah. the entire because that's what supergirl arrow legends flash and batwoman yeah does that mean black Lightning's not gonna be a part of it i don't think so that's upsetting i know and it needs to be incorporated but i don't know i don't know if that's true because i feel like batwoman isn't going to be coming around until the spring isn't that true October. It's is Batwoman going to start in October? I think October sixth. I'll look it up right now. Yeah, look it up because I thought that they weren't going to be coming until after the New Year. Let's see. Um, but yeah, we're gonna. It's gonna be quite a bit. We saw uh, concept art for the Anti Monitor. We saw new suits from Supergirl. We saw new suits for uh, Arrow. We saw a new suit for Bl- Black Siren. So that's all. St- Interesting stuff came out of San Diego Comic Con. Uh, also, talking about uh, people leaving and people not leaving. Earlier reports of of uh, Carlos Valdez leaving Flash were apparently a lie. As during the Flash panel, uh, Carlos Valdez said that he's not leaving. He's he plans on being on Flash. So has no idea where that rumor came from and why people were reporting it. Yeah. Um- and I guess maybe because, you know, he gave up, spoiler alert, uh, gave up his powers. That's why they're like, oh, he's going to, you know, quit the show or he's not going to be involved in it so much. Yeah, that's I mean, that's definitely would seem like that would happen because at the end of the season, he gave up his powers. And uh, but he's still a scientist, so he still should be able to contribute. Yeah. And he has been, you know, before. So Yeah, exactly. Um one of the big things that's going to be coming out of the the for the Flash and for the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover this year is that this year's 
Harrison Wells' character, which will be played by Tom Cavanaugh, will be Pariah from, or a version of Pariah from uh, the Crisis and Infinite Earths comic book. So Pariah is the, is in the comic books, he is the scientist from the anti-monitors world that that released the anti-monitor into the positive universe. So it's kind of his fault that they're having the crisis on infinite earths. Okay. So, so to speak, that will be, he'll be the one that's responsible and he'll be the scientist that, uh, caused the problems. And we'll have to fix them. I hope we'll have to fix them or at least get the heroes to help fix them. Yeah. So, Oh, go ahead. Do you think arrow, um, since he left, um, you know, with, with the guy from uh, from the crossover, um, do you think it's going to be him? You know, just the whole season eight uh, is going to be him just helping out with those uh, tasks that he said he needs. You know, help with. Yes, I think so. I think that's that's probably exactly what's going to be happening there. Awesome. Um. Also, with this last season of Arrow, we saw flash forwards instead of flashbacks. Um. I think it's interesting to talk about that because. So if you remember from the first season of Legends, they went into Star City Future and we had Connor Hawk show up as a character who was the Green Arrow of the future. But then it was revealed at the end of the episode that he's not actually Connor Hawk, that he was John Diggle Jr. So then we have this new season of Arrow, which is retconning what we saw in Legends tomorrow. And we see John Diggle Jr. again. But we find out that he's not actually John Diggle Jr. He's not the son of John Diggle. It was just a name that he adopted. He was actually the son of Bronze Tiger. So the Michael Jaya White character that helped them out at the end of uh, the uh, during the season of this this past season. Yeah. So he was raised by John Diggle. So he took on the name of John Diggle Jr. and Connor Hawk, and then. We found out that we, through new casting, that we are going to get the actual John Diggle Jr. into the, in the future uh, episodes or the the flash forwards, so to speak, in the, this new season. Woo! Yeah, so there's going to be John Diggle Juniors everywhere, apparently. Yep. Did Can't you control it? Can't keep it in his pants. <laughs> did you also catch the John Stewart Easter egg during the season of Arrow? There was another one? Yes. So, this is awesome. Um, John Diggle, we found we we met John Diggle's uh, stepfather in this season, played by Ernie Hudson. He is a military man. His name is Colonel Stewart. So, if he were to have took his st- stepfather's last name, he would have been John Stewart. Yep, that's awesome. <laughs> so, they made it that much closer to... Uh, David Ramsey playing John Stewart once again. So, in the Crisis on Infinite Earths, if they happen to do a world where he is John Stewart, he could possibly be the Green Lantern. I hope so. That'd be just for a second. That'd be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was really, it was a really good episode. It's it's funny as the show goes on, John Diggle has to constantly come to grips with the fact that his family is not the family that he thought he he had. Like he. He had to find out that his brother was not a good guy, that he ended up dying as a somewhat villain and then came back and then he had to kill his brother. And now he had to come to a realization that his father was not the greatest of people and then that his best friend, uh, Colonel Stewart, had to come in and marry his mother because of how they his father left everything kind of thing. So 
Yeah. It's a it's it's, it's a lot of emotional growth for John John Diggle. Definitely. Do you Every think, season it seems. Do you think we'll ever get to see Sarah Diggle again? Oh, I don't know. That's that's actually a good point because she wasn't in the future, you know, time forwards. Yeah, I mean, I just with the whole fact that we never and not that I really feel like John should have had a reaction to it, but when someone said, you know, said, "Hey, before the flash, uh, before Flashpoint, you had a daughter named Sarah instead of a son named John," uh, you think he would have to, he would have some reaction to that, but he really didn't. Uh, especially Sarah yeah. herself, the who she's named after, Sarah uh, uh, Lance, Lance would be like, "Hey, you, ha- where's the daughter that you named after me?" <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So wow. yeah, that's a that's a thing that that didn't happen there. Uh, what, what did you think of, um, I know I'm skipping backwards, but what did you think of Brainiac's kind of change into a more, or Brainiac 5's change into a more Brainiac version of himself in Supergirl when he was kind of evil? That was actually pretty cool to watch, but, uh, isn't Brainiac, Brainiac 5 always been like a, kind of like the good, a good guy? to say yeah yeah he's always been a good guy but i mean he comes he's the ancestor or no i'm sorry he's the descendant of the the brainiac bad guy so the idea that the programming is still there for him to be a unfeeling methodical evil computer program should be there yeah that was a good twist it wasn't bad uh you know actually made the show a little bit more fun um and obviously he's kind of now going forward uh he has more feelings and whatnot confesses yeah. his love and stuff so and, i guess it was a good character point and also uh the the actor who plays brainiac 5 jesse raff his sister megan raff who's also an actress will be joining uh supergirl during the crisis on infinite earth as the female version of brainiac 5 oh wow yeah so that's why i brought that up oh, okay uh i have not kept up with with black lightning uh i don't think I watched any of the episodes this past season, which I feel horrible about. They're all on my DVR. I just haven't gotten around to watching them. Um, so there's that. What did you think of Legends of Tomorrow? I, I, I didn't like the the Dinosaur Land or whatever it was they made. Oh. Hey, uh, hey World? Hey World, that's what it was, yeah. Uh, I wasn't a fan of that, but I did like uh, the Constantine storylines, so to speak. Yeah, and uh, Matt Ryan's coming back. Matt for, Ryan is coming back for another season, so that's always good. Yeah. Okay, so that's actually the show that, that made me tear up uh, was, you know, with Nate dying and everything, and yeah, that's what that made me tear up. But um, wait, wait, yeah, wait, wait, Nate died. Yeah, but he brought got brought back. Oh, he got brought back, dude. It's been so long since I watched the season finale. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> That explains it. Yeah, what happened? Um, remember he uh, he basically the only way that they could stop uh, Noron was if um, either they stopped him with a good plan or uh, Constantine, or I'm sorry, or if uh, he killed um, Nate. So they did a little switcheroo. They used some magic, and uh, Nate ended up uh, getting killed in the process. Um, so Neron could leave uh, Palmer's body, and then uh, that's how Constantine killed him. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, so yeah, it all gets swapped around. What did you think of for this season? How they brought back um, 
the actress who plays uh why can't I think of her Vixen? I don't remember. Yeah, well, I mean, because you know, at the end of the last season, the two seasons oh, ago, right. the the Vixen had to go back to her village or her land or whatever. So that actress would you would think that actress would be gone, but what they did is they brought in a shapeshifter who then gets locked into um, Zari. No, not Zari. What is Vixen's name? Uh, she gets locked into that Amaya. Amaya. She gets locked into Amaya's body. Uh, so she has to stick around, but she gets to have the, the very, um, not Cockney English accent, but the, uh, what is that called? You know, that English accent, dialect, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, she becomes Charlie and I thought that was fucking awesome. Yeah. So did I, I liked, I liked that twist. Um, I don't know how I felt about, uh, the, the lady who takes care of the mythical animals, like that whole storyline, she become oh, yeah. becoming a werewolf kind of thing. Um, yeah. What did you think of of Nate and Zari becoming a couple? Wasn't expecting it. Was not expecting that either. So that was interesting. Um, Nora and Ray becoming more of a couple, which is just fitting because they're married in real life. Or yeah. Those two actors are married in real life. Sarah and uh oh god uh, agent agent yeah I'm I'm why am I always blanking on people's names now uh I know it's Jessica McCallan is her actress's name is the actress's name <laughs> smart no not agent smart agent something oh god. it doesn't matter you know who I'm talking about yes the two sharp. of them sharp agent sharp yeah agent oh, okay. sharp there you go. Yeah, them becoming more of a couple was was great. How how does Sarah navigate being into a serious relationship like that? So, uh, I did love the the little quip during the season finale of Legends where they're like they're dressed as the other superheroes and they're like, oh, we should have <laughs> just done the crossover kind of thing. Yeah, I, I love how this show just constantly breaks the fourth fourth wall and and, and does its own thing. Same here. It's always good for laughs. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that, that was one of the best things is just, uh, you know, that they never take themselves too seriously. Oh, and then we have Vandal Savage up in hell. He, he's a professional torturer. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. And it was, it was refreshing to see him be a goofy guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, I mean, Legends of Tomorrow was great. It's probably the my favorite show out of all of them. But what do you feel about Batwoman going forward? Did you find the 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 date when that's going to premiere? October sixth. Oh wow! So it is. I thought it was coming out in the spring, but okay. So how do you feel about Batwoman going forward? Um, I again, I haven't really uh, read too many of the articles um, and seen any previews, but um, you know, she. Uh, uh, the actress who plays her, Ruby Rose, just kind of fell flat to me during the crossover. So it Same. just, uh, you know, made it to the point that I'm not really looking forward to the show. Um, you know, probably what we'll, you know, same thing we'll do, just give it a season, see if it's worth it. And if it is, you know, but if not, then um, I guess the only thing I did see is that um, Tommy Elliott is going to be uh, a char- every occurring character in Batwoman, and it, he's going to begin begin his descent to Hush. 
That's interesting. So yeah, uh, that that's a, a very interesting part of the Batman story that they're going to include in Batwoman. So uh, we'll we'll see we'll see how the show ends up being. I hope that they if if anything they keep from the Arrow TV show, I hope they keep the the great fight choreography for a Batman show or a Batwoman show. I should say. Sorry. Yeah, definitely needs that to have that really good choreography. Yeah. Um. Who knows, uh, since, you know, Supergirl tends to borrow a lot of uh, Superman stories, maybe with, uh, you know, they're just going to borrow the Hush storyline and have that be the whole first season. They definitely could. Uh, I think that Batwoman herself has been around long enough now that she has a lot of her own stories, but Supergirl has also been around forever, so I don't know why they couldn't do a lot of her or her own stories, but... Uh, I think Batwoman has a lot of interesting stories with her father being the biggest thing. So yeah. if they keep that, that it should it should work out well. I think we we know who's playing her father too. I just don't remember off the top of my head. But and I'm not trying to sound uh, like a jerk or anything. But I mean, w- w- in regards to Supergirl, I mean in the in the you know comics, like doesn't really seem like she has like a lot of her own villains. So I th- think that's why. The TV show tends to borrow a lot of the Superman, you know, storylines. No, you're absolutely correct, and I think uh, her she only started recently getting her own supervillains, her own uh, her own storylines, so to speak. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. But I think Bat Batwoman, since her inception during Countdown, I want to say uh, she she has been having her own villains and her own storyline so i feel like there's a lot more to pull from for batwoman there than there has been for supergirl that is separate from superman gotcha um and then do you think that the flash is gonna probably have like one or two more seasons and then it's gonna be pretty much it for it as well yeah i don't see i don't see them going much further i mean i don't see them going past what arrow goes past so uh it it makes sense to me that they aren't they're are probably only going to have a few more seasons especially with uh you know the di- uh the flash disappearance countdown going backwards at the oh end of the yeah well i mean that's just going to crisis so who knows yeah. who, who who knows what happens at that point um do you think there will be a spin-off show from arrow a lot of people were talking that maybe mia his daughter from the future is going to have her own show i mean she becomes one of the canaries she does, but she'll be carrying along like three different legacies. She'll have the Green Arrow legacy, she'll have the Canary legacy, and she'll have uh, uh, Overwatch legacy because she's, I mean, she's not as good with computers as her half brother, but it's a thing. Like I could see them doing this spinoff show set in the future and make it very Batman Beyondish. That'd be cool. I could see that happening. That'd be kind of cool. I would like that actually yeah could you imagine them running into a terry mcginnis <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> which speaking of i just want to throw this out there um during san diego comic-con they had the batman beyond 25 year anniversary i want to say it's been that long is it 25 years or was it 20 years it no, might have just been 20, 20 years because uh, i grew up on that show yeah, and they they had their anniversary panel and they announced the whole series including Return of the Joker movie 
in a digitally remastered uh, Blu-ray disc set with a Chrome Funko Pop. So anybody wow. looking for that, you can go out and order it on your Amazons or wherever you like to order those things from. And it's only like 80 bucks too. Yeah, so. it's not expensive. So, And they did a side-by-side comparison up on the big screen of what the old animation looks like compared to the new remastered one. And I was like, wow, that looks amazing. You can really tell the difference? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's awesome. So, is there anything else? Any other shows that you feel like we missed or needed to talk about? Uh, no, I don't think there are any other shows. I mean, we lost all of the Netflix Marvel shows during the during our hiatus, so that's a thing. That's unfortunate. Uh, yep. We're going to be getting a whole bunch of new Marvel shows for Disney Plus, so we'll have those to talk about when they come out. And that should be dropping around November, I believe. November. I don't know if any of those shows are going to be available in November or not, but Disney Plus does drop in November, and their first show is going to be Mandalorian. Which I heard nothing but great things. Yeah, I, I couldn't see. I, I, I don't see how that couldn't be a great show. So, All right, okay. Daniel, do you remember how we sign off on this show? Oh, yeah. Okay, so if you want to get a hold of me and talk to me about any of these particular shows or stories we talked about today i'd love to hear from you i'm on twitter at at g at mitchipedia gem i apparently don't remember how to sign off gem stands for geek elite media if you want to talk to daniel you can find him on twitter as super commie daniel the rest of geek elite media is at geek elite media on twitter at geek elite media on instagram and facebook.com forward slash geek elite media is our facebook page check out our website geek elite for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the geek elite media network but until next time this is televised heroics on the geekly media network saying always remember to geek out this concludes our broadcast ben why should anybody listen to blockbuster mentality i mean seriously why should any of these people that we've interrupted while they're listening to their favorite podcast check us out or even turn off this show and go straight to our show that's a great question dave people should listen to us because we point out the most important details of movies and television yeah i mean we're talking about the really important stuff like uncle owen and aunt beru in star wars what exactly are their living quarters underground but it's not just that ben we produce high quality audio that is exactly right Dave because we will have my daughter interrupt us on every single episode <laughs> and we have an amazing stars in popcorn rating system we measure on quality and entertainment value listen to blockbuster mentality every Monday on all major podcast platforms and connect with us on Twitter at blockbustercast so grab some popcorn grab some snacks we'll catch you guys at the movies <laughs> <laughs>